This is episode 16 of George and Charlie off the Bible. You're listening to racehorse trainers George Scott. Hi there. And Charlie Fellows. That hat looks absolutely ridiculous on you. <laughs> what are you doing? He fits those hat. <laughs> so that was Charlie Fellows and I'm Tony Rushmer, jack of all trades. Thanks to our partners Fitstairs. We're about to bring you a podcast that's been all the way to the Melbourne Cup and back. And oh so nearly won. For Traveller's Tales and a whole lot more, settle down and enjoy all the latest from the never dull worlds of Scott and Fellows. So once again we're round the table in Bedford House Stables with plenty to discuss. And top of the agenda is we have a potential new listener, George. You are a daddy, tell us all. It's a great story as well. George, tell the story. He told me this story on the way to London the other night. It's so funny. I well, you've already big beat it up a little bit. Well, we, um, we were getting close to the just sort of due date. We're about a couple of weeks away. And um, we went up for our scan on, the, on a sort of a Friday afternoon. Anyway, the lady said to us, well, I don't think the baby's coming. So I hopped back in the car, left Polly in London because we had the baby in London. She, she was staying in London and headed home thinking, oh, God, at least got another week in, in us. Anyway, so I came home and Polly, I always have my phone on silent at night because obviously, like, you know, those WhatsApp groups and things like that, I'm non-rating people who go to bed later than 9, 9.15. <laughs> uh, WhatsApp, so anyway, the WhatsApp was ringing away. Couldn't get to sleep, kept getting woken up. So I put, well, I put my phone on silent. A baby won't come tonight. <laughs> it won't come tonight. I've got at least a week. So I, anyway, I, this sounds a bit kooky, but this is true. I woke up, I went to sleep and I woke up at 11.30 and it was like someone had hit me over the head with a metal bar. I woke up, sat, sat bolt upright in bed and I thought, I just couldn't work out. I said, something has happened in my life. I don't know what it is, really? but something crazy yeah, has happened. And I, as I was saying to Charlie, I, I, I should have at that point called Polly to see if she was all right. You know, he thinks that something serious has happened in his life. His wife is literally <laughs> moments away from her. And he decides to go back to bed and doesn't call her. No, I went back to, to sleep. She's well, okay. No, but I just, I knew I thought I'll wake up in the morning and something will have changed my life. I really <laughs> believe that. Anyway, <laughs> so I then go back to sleep. I put my phone next to me on silent, but thank God. God, it was on vibrate. Anyway, 12.30, an hour later. And then Paul says, you better come to London. My waters are broken. So I said, well, oh God, that's weird, Paul. I just woke up an hour ago. I thought something weird had happened. She said, yeah, no, it was about an hour ago, but I've been faffing around for the last hour trying to get organised. So absolutely bizarre. How crazy. Yeah, it's so weird. And actually, I promise you, I, I generally thought I believe in spirits now. But did that. you not think at 11.30, did you not think, I've just been hit? Round the head with a metal bar. My wife is... No, I was very tired. I must have just... I was very, very tired and I didn't think it was coming. So anyway, I drove to London. I drove straight to London, um, trying not to be caught speeding, although it was a crisis. I drove to London, got there. Poles was actually outside and they sent her home. And um, they sent her home because um, nothing... There was... I, I don't know. But anyway, we went home back into our house in London and we then went 
actually nothing happened. So we had to then go back the following evening because you have to be have the baby within 24 hours. So she got induced, and then yeah, it was it was a long, long, long evening for Paul's and huge, incredible, amazing admiration for for girls and what they go through is just extraordinary. I really mean that as well. I'm not, don't say that. I sincerely have so much admiration for them. And how did you cope with the birth? Well, I'm not great with needles or blood. <laughs> so I did try to stand up and help Poles through the <laughs> latter stages. But in the end, I just had to succumb. I just, I know my limits. I went, I put a chair in the corner <laughs> of the room oh, and no. I just sat in the corner with my head between my legs, <laughs> offering. Oh, that's the, ridiculous. Fellows, you've got to do better than that. Offering next the April, odd mate. cry. You, I, just, I had my hat between my legs and I was just going, go on, Paul, you can do it. <laughs> And every time a new nurse came in, she had to explain why he was sat over in the corner, pale-faced, with his head between his legs, yeah, but not I would supporting have... his poor wife. I would have passed out. I would have passed out. What am I supposed to do? Like, That's there's no point unbelievable. me hitting the deck like a kipper, getting tangled up in all the just, machines. Because you're not just, have just, you know, been with Paul, you just held her hand. No, I tried that for the first two minutes. I had to back down. I was sheet white, no shaking. I was eating, I had to call for a cup of tea with two triggers in it. Can we, can we cut to the chase? You've had a baby girl. Jemima, yeah. We took a few days to come around with the name. It was lovely. It's, it's been amazing. I mean, I, as again, I really, I think as a dad, you, or I'm cook. Or I have cooked all of the lunches and dinners since we got back. I am cook. And that's really where my role ends. I mean, um, the girls, have, the girl, um, Poles has been incredible. And everything's, everyone's doing really well. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Are you taken to fatherhood as well? Yeah, I mean, I see it all on pole? To, like, everything I do, taken to it very well. <laughs> Nappy's uh, changed. I've done. Nappy's two. I've done, I've done two. You've done two. two. How old's Jemima now? Two. She's two coming weeks. Up to three weeks. Three weeks. And you've only done two nappies. Yeah, that's a good effort. Michael Bell said he did one nappy and four children. He can remember it. <laughs> <laughs> he told me he did one nappy and four children. So I've done twice as many as him in two and a half weeks. And did you have like a short list of names, and then she came out, and you decided she was a Jemima? No, we had or two names. Two names. Yeah. Two names, one and then the You're other. You're going to tell us what the other name well, is? Well, I can do because we're not going to use it. Um, Pandora is the other one, which is a bit off the wall. Okay. But I, I said it the other day when we were at lunch with a few friends and everyone went, God, thank God you didn't go for that because of all the whole Pandora's box thing all right. and the cheap jewellery shop. I knew a girl called Pandora once. <laughs> is that what the thing is? Yeah, didn't get to see her box though. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's Notting Hill, isn't it? Notting Hill. Hill. Yeah. Spike yeah. from Notting Spike, Hill. Spike yeah. from Notting Hill, yeah. Oh my God, poor her. Anyway, she's avoided that. She's <laughs> Jemima. And no, it's, it's great. And yeah. we're really, really, we're just blessed that the baby's healthy, mum's healthy. I'm really blessed with everything. It's 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 amazing. And Charlie, uh, did we fantastic? You you did we get to? Did we announce your? Yes, last time. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. exciting. Yeah. They're going to be in the same year. And actually, and actually, very funnily, we were laughing because Hugo Palmer's just had a little boy. Okay. Vanessa has had a little boy called Ernest, which is sort of Ernie, for sure, who's going to be called Ernie. And I can just imagine Jemima saying, "Oh, Dad, can Ernie Ernie Palmer come over?" And I'm like, "No, he flipping well cut, <laughs> nicking my uh, nicking my wine again." <laughs> yeah. And fellow, yeah, you're gonna have a boy, and they'll all be chasing Jemima around. So while all that was all that was unfolding, you were getting ready and then heading off to Australia. You've had a big mm. adventure too. Come on, talk us through what was an incredible few days down under. Um, uh, yeah, amazing few days. He's, he is the most remarkable horse. And the, the, the sad thing is, 
is that these horses, you know, if, unless you're Aidan O'Brien or Charlie Appleby, you don't get a chance to train these horses very often in your career. And it's come incredibly early for me. And um, well, no, no, it's about eight years in now, mate. <laughs> not that early. six in, George. Oh, it's six. very early. Yeah. Um, and you know, he's six years old now. He's hopefully got a couple more years left in him, as long as he stays sound. But he's just—he's just a dream horse. Yeah, he's won. We went down there. We went eight hundred grand down in um, in Australia in in three weeks. That's amazing. I mean, you'll yeah. le- you might be able to do up this office that we're sat in now. Well, I mean, we need it. We need every, bloody every penny. We need every penny. Yes, because they've got these radiators. They've got boxes over them. I don't know why. I know. I don't. It's bizarre can... design ever. I, what, I need what... to ask Luca about that. It's bizarre. And my house has got, it must be an old-fashioned thing. And why have a radiator behind curtains as well? It's another thing. In my house at home, we've got yeah. these long curtains and the radiator's behind them. It's just yeah. madness. Yeah, it's an anomaly. Um, was there a moment where you thought, no, it's me, I'm going to win the Melbourne Cup? No. You always thought you were running for a place. Yeah. Yeah. And it, weirdly, last year I thought there was a there was a moment where I thought we were going to win it. Last year he hit the front about a furlong and a half out, travelling, and uh, there wasn't anything obvious coming from behind. And, and I genuinely I remember the thought going through me, I could Jesus, win. I'm about to win the Melbourne Cup. Uh, this year I always felt we were held. I, oh, I never thought he was quite getting there. And it was only in the last 10 yards when Frankie's horse veered across that I realised actually quite how close we were. Um, but, you know, he, he, he's to have a horse that could go down there and do that is great. But everything went right. Like, literally everything. The whole preparation couldn't have gone more perfectly. The draw. So there's a little bit in me that just thinks that was our chance. Yeah, I don't think anything is going to go quite as well as it did this year. You know, he, he won the perfect prep race in a quickest time in 15 years uh, and two weeks before the cup. And it's a prep race that has got a very, very good record in producing cup winners. We then got the perfect draw. Yeah. Uh, they then went very steady, which suited us. And we had the perfect position right in behind the leaders. Um, and he just couldn't get there. And I just, yeah, I think everything went as right as it could have gone. Uh, and we still came ahead, ahead short. So I, um, I spoke to Charlie actually, and he, he said the same thing. He was like, oh, it's just gone so well. But I haven't told you, I woke up in the night especially to set my alarm I did no way would have set it if it was just for fellows I was more I was more nervous going to bed than probably fellows was and you know, I, I set my alarm and I sat in bed watching it on my phone and um you know he was he I, I just remember so well the gates open that he broke just so perfectly didn't he he, he was quickest out of the gates yeah yeah, yeah. Anyway, and I just remember thinking two out. I had my phone like this, and I holding it in my hands, and I just chucked it on the bed. Like, no! <laughs> <laughs> and then anyway, by the time I just kind of got back, and then the line was literally, and then suddenly, thank God, it hit the line, boom! And, oh, phew, I swear I could go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I just clicked it off. I, I clicked it off. Man. He's finished. Uh, I was like, thank God for that. I, my, my life can go on. <laughs> and then I woke up and checked the result and he was popped up to second. I thought, yeah. I'd have taken that before. <laughs> I'd have taken so, I mean, I It's incredible. Of... Incredible run. And also a real credit um, to you and to, your, and to your lovely girl, Tash, and the rest of the team back home who have the horse for the year yeah. to produce the horse at that level again. It's the, amazing. Tash, is, Tash has done an unbelievable job. Um, and she just loves the horse. Like you see their relationship, it's quite amazing. Like they, it, she adores him. 
and she knows him inside out. And I just know that when I'm not there, she's doing absolutely everything by the book. And, you know, probably more than I would. For those that don't know, we're talking about Natasha Eaton, aren't Natasha we? Natasha Eaton was a jockey, was, a, was an apprentice, and she's now my travelling head girl. She's been my travelling head girl now for about three or four years. And she's just brilliant. She does... She, she's so conscientious. She um, is a very good rider, which uh, when you're travelling, you, you've got to send good riders away. And she just... Yeah, she's done a brilliant job. And, you know, it's not just her. I'd, you know, it, it'd be wrong just to highlight her because it is a team effort. And, you know, six months of the year, he's here. And these guys do a great job looking after him. Um, and it's a real team effort. Um, but she's, yeah, it, she's done brilliantly. And as I said, you know, we're going to miss him big time when he goes. And hopefully, six years old, he's been a very sound horse to date. Uh, and long may that last. And hopefully, we'll get at least another year out of him. The plan is to go to Hong Kong. I was Chill. so excited about you going to Japan. I know. I know, you, I know it didn't work out, but I just, when he said he was going to Japan, I was just like, it's unbelievable. I was really excited. I wanted to Japan. come with you, yeah. have a look around. Why, why were you so excited about Japan as opposed to the trip to Hong Kong? I just think the Japan cut is just like once in a career to get a horse to go there and like the You'd level of interest in Japan and the way that their racing is going is just so exciting. Yeah, and he finished third last year and didn't get invited. And this year they were waiting straight after the announcement. They were there waiting to invite him. And, you know, I was very excited about going. I, you know, I've never been out there. Obviously, he rang in Hong Kong last year. It's so tough. Japan is so tough. And we knew that. We knew by accepting for Japan, it was going to be way harder than Hong Kong. But I did a lot of research. I was told that the, the, the field for the Japan Cup this year with Armandai not running is a bit weaker than it is normally. And actually, the, the track is a beautiful, big galloping track run on very quick ground, which, again, would have suited him better than Hong Kong, which is a much tighter track. And if you're drawn wide in Hong Kong, you might as well go home. So, it, it, yeah, I was looking forward to it. But we got lucky. I mean, we wouldn't, I wouldn't have had a clue. Basically, the reason we're not running is because to go into the starting stalls, Prince Varen has to wear a stalls rug. He's, he, uh, he's always been quite quirky, especially in his younger days. And he hates the sides of the stalls against his right. flanks. Um, he walks straight in, and as we saw in the Melbourne Cup, he's very quick out. And he's never delayed a race, he's never been a problem with a stools rug on, he stands there like a lamp, but he has to have the stools rug on. You could probably, do you think you could probably take it off now? No, Definitely. I've tried it. Have I've, you? I, yeah, yeah, I tried it. Because we used to think that it was slowing, slowing him up, up going out the stools. Yeah. So we tried it without, it without it on again after we'd gelded him about, I think it was probably last year, and he went mad again, hated it. Mm -hmm. So we can't do it. Anyway... In Australia, they provide a stools rug, so you don't have to ship one out there. So he didn't have one with him. But in Japan, they don't, you know, we had to organise shipping a stools rug out there. We didn't even know they can. Anyway, we rang them up, said, we need to sort out shipping the stools rug. They said, you can't use that. So luckily, thank God, if, if we'd had it in Australia, we would have just shipped him over there, yeah. presumed we could use it, and they'd have turned around with him over there. Sorry, guys, you can't use that. Anyway. They just, they just don't compromise they don't anything use it. to do attack. I think it was too late. I think it was, it was two weeks into the race. They couldn't change the rules last minute. When's the race? When is the Japan Cup? Next weekend. Is it? And um, they said they did compromise. They said you can use the stools rug, but you have to go in first and we have to take it off him while you're stood in there. 
And I was like, that this defeats the whole problem. Yeah. They, I think they thought it was like a, a blindfold, like it's an aid to get him into the stools, whereas it's not. Getting well, your, into the stools is no problem. Your it's Japanese just, wasn't up to yeah. scratch, so no. explain it. Anyway, we're not going to Japan. We're going to Hong Kong, which is great. I just hope we don't get in, drawn in the car park like we did last year. If he gets a good draw, then he'd have a great chance. Then he comes home and possibly Saudi Arabia, I think. And then maybe Dubai. Saudi Arabia, Dubai, England, Australia. What will his race be in, the, in Saudi? The, two, the, the, the big... mile seven handicap. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Two and a half million. Looks a great, great event, that. Yeah. The you new hope... Saudi Cup. Yeah. Are you both, you know, obviously Prince of Aaron, are you hoping to, is there anything potentially that might be in this, the Scott Armoury to head to Saudi? No, sadly not. No, no. Dubai again. We've got Lyndon B for Dubai, who is just really looking forward to him, having given him a break over the summer. Should be teed up nicely for it to be competitive in the handicaps, but sadly nothing for Saudi this time round. George, Jemima isn't the uh, only youngster occupying your time right now, or yours in fact, Charlie, uh, but at Eve Lodge, the breaking process is well underway, I suppose, all the young horses coming in. How's yeah, absolutely. No, very good. We've, we've broken out. We've got 25 in at the moment. They're all broken, all broken, cantering away, including the two syndicate horses. Um, the Swiss spirit that I'm going to train um, is very, very straightforward. And, Charlie um, Fellows. Called Charlie Fellows and likes to lead the string. Looks like an early type. Sounds just like me. <laughs> He's got a good hip on him. <laughs> good deep <laughs> Lovely <girth>. walk. <laughs> good deep <girth. laughs> Um When am I getting my hands on George Scott? Yeah, well, that was, it's nice of you to take an interest in him. Well, I've been in Australia, mate. Anyway, I've so whilst here. he's been gallivanting around, winning lots of prize money, I've been training his horse. He's broken him in. He's quiet as a lamb. You can, um, well, you can have him in when you like. I should send him in. Yeah. Early next week. Okay. Um, we could almost write. We'll put, send your box over. I'll send the box over. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, the yearlings are going good. Really good. It's a lovely, it's a lovely part of the process, really, is break, breaking them in and getting them away. Um, and today, God, it was a miserable day today. Um, just one of those days, it's rained all day. So <laughs> we, George and I, George and I rather smugly messaged each other at, six o'clock this morning while everyone else was out trotting on the severals getting absolutely drenched george and i very luckily have both got covered rides uh and and our horses have stayed bone dry all morning which has been absolute bliss yeah i mean on a serious note i really i see no benefit whatsoever in the odd day sending the horses out at four degrees freezing cold yeah. just for the sake of it just because yeah. they need to go out and train so they all of, i haven't i've only sent two horses out today the rest yeah. of them have had a nice trot in the ride but they can't get warm again you know and that's the main thing about these horses is trying to keep them healthy if they're getting soaking wet and cold it's harder to keep them healthy so yeah, yeah we kept them in the ride so your yearlings in i've got how many have we got in we've got about five in i didn't want any in while i was away I've still got a few runs. I've actually still got a lot more older horses than I realised in. I thought we'd have a lot less than we have, but I've got probably the best part of 40 older horses still in. Um, And um, just starting to get yearlings in now. I've got, I think, five in, one more coming in today, two tomorrow. What have you got to sell? You've got some to sell. I've got some to sell. Well, because I've been away again, I've got distracted and I've still got, I've still got three yearlings to ship out, which is and the suddenly starting to cut my uh, cut my sleep uh, into. Um, yeah, it, you do toss oh, and turn when that. you have yearlings to sell. So them. yeah, no, I've got three what have yearlings. You got? I have got. I might a, take a share in one. I've got a new bay, yeah, new bay, an ortad, and a free eagle. 
And actually, all three, you know, sometimes you go to the go. sales and you... Here we go. Actually, I actually all horses. three are really, really nice horses. I couldn't <laughs> recommend them higher. I like the... What was the first one you said? New Bay. New Bay. Probably. Yeah. If, I, if anyone, I'd like to have yeah. a bit of the New Bay. Yeah. So um, I'm just starting to get selling on those. Uh, and hopefully, by the time we record our next podcast, they'll be nearly sold. Um, I've got I've got a, um, a, a, a three legs left in a in a territories colt who um, is out of a mare that was rated 108 and she's produced four four she's had four runners all of them have been rated over 90 including a group winner so uh, she's got he's got proper pedigree so I'm, I'm not I, I've just got one it's starting to grate on me a little bit but I'm, I'm not too worried I'll get him sold and our podcast syndicate is going well shares are selling nicely yeah no we've been selling away as as you say you've you've been away so we've We've carried the carried the baton, sold sold quite a few. Well, sold lots of shares. It's been very popular. We've got we've got a lot more to sell. But um, I was planning on really giving it a good drive on the twenty seventh and Wednesday, the twenty seventh of November. We've got a live podcast at the King's Head. Our good friends Fitstairs are paying for all the drinks. No shots. <laughs> <laughs> and no, there'll be plenty of drinking. It's a nice time to do it because yeah. it's a quiet week for us. Um, our yeah, fellows and I will be getting on the getting on the sauce. Food done by the King's Head. Yeah, be and great. free to come. Come along if you're interested in taking a share. Yeah. We're gonna have a we we'll have a fun night. We've already got a really good team. Lots of our owners are coming. It's gonna be a thank you to our owners yeah. and to for people for the season and and it should be a laugh. And let's try and tee up a special guest or two as well that can join us. I'm sure Definitely. we'll find a, a friend or two to come and join us. It should be a great event. Um, and yes, as George said. If you're interested in coming along, do they need to get in touch with us to yeah, no, find out email, a few details? Email um, info at George Scott Racing. Check out the website as well if you get a moment, offthebridle.net. That gives you all the details of the two horses. And I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fantastic fun throughout the, throughout the winter months, discussing the horses and mainly into the spring. And the banter between us will probably get quite intense. I do have aspirations of working them together early summer as well, which should just be a bit of, a bit of fun. But we'll see. So if that's one uh, pre-Christmas event that's coming up, we've just had the glittering one, the Cartier, haven't we, George? I know you sort of uh, wanted to discuss that. Enable John Gosden, Frankie, sweeping the board again. Yeah, I mean, the, the, we, I went up with Charlie um, to the Cartier. We had a bit of a laugh on the way up. And uh, he wouldn't let me get out to go to the loo, which was so annoying. He has the weakest bladder of any grown male I've ever come across. I literally in my had life. to. I literally, in traffic lights, just had to open the door <laughs> and just get out and go into the loo. Every pub. time, whinging I'm... like hell all the way up. No, I needed my, the loo. My poor wife was sitting on the doorstep of the, the flat in London, waiting to get changed, freezing her. <laughs> and I know, well, I did feel guilty about that, but I did need the loo. But every time I take you for a lift, you seem to need a pee. It's infuriating. It ought to be sick, yeah. But it was a good event, chaps, was it? The Cartier Awards is the best racing event yeah. by a mile. It's really well done. It's lovely, lovely um, in, the Hil in the Hilton, in the ballroom there. The food's fantastic, and um, everyone dresses up, and it's, it's, and, the, and it's a really awesome thing to go to. I think, I, they, got the, I think they got the awards right as well. I don't know that there are any controversial ones no not at all I, I again I was looking through my gap to, to Hugo Palmer's face and obviously he, he got a double slap because he not only got beaten slightly controversially in the Phillies mile but he, she the quadrilateral then got awarded the champion two-year-old Philly which you know I think he probably would have he might well have won but uh, no and it was an incredibly moving um, they did tribute the, the tribute, tribute to, to Pat, Pat Smullen Pat Smullen got the um, services to rate you know 
Lifetime Achievement Award. And they did a VT of, uh, of Pat and, and uh, tributes by a lot of the people that have been, you know, um, Dermot Weld, John Ox, Aidan O'Brien. And uh, it was fantastic. And then Pat came up and said a few words and um, it, was, it was... Very moving. Very moving. It's just because you just don't get that many people in any, in any sort of industry that are just so widely respected and liked. You know, it's just like you, you, you just take your, t your hat off to people that are just such consummate professionals and just never split the room. And he's just given his whole life to racing and, and, and obviously reap the, reap the rewards because he's such a talent. And he, look, he, look, he looked really well, actually. And he, 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 although he's a very humble chap and, and probably a little bit shy in circumstances, like he looked like he really in, he was enjoyed it and took it so well. It, it was really cool. It was an amazing moment. The VT was incredible if you get a chance to watch it on YouTube. You can watch it. It is can on you? YouTube. I'm yeah, going yeah, yeah, yeah. to send that to a few people, actually. You can it watch it. Brilliant. Yeah. So that was great. It was a good night. Got back late. Yeah, we didn't go mad. We didn't go mad. We, I, 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 I yeah, came You've back. You've got responsibilities now. You couldn't go mad afterwards. No, no. I mean, I, I was sort of, and I, I was threatening a... to head off to Annabelle's with Frankie, but I, I had to so go home by midnight. No, home by no, one, no, th one no, o'clock, one thirty. Yeah. It goes on late actually. I, you had a good draw. You were with the op, weren't you? I had a great draw. I had um, I had Antoinette Oppenheimer, Emily Oppenheimer on either side of me, which was good. And obviously, Anthony won an award with for Star Catcher, best three-year-old filly. So that was all very jolly. I was joking because I was like on one of the outside tables. <laughs> like... You've got many more parties and uh, those type of events lined up? Or... I've just been nominated for an award. What? Best international trainer at the Hor Horse, Riders. Horse Race Writers yeah. oh, Tony Association that. Yeah, on December the 2nd. Did you Monday? know that? Didn't know you'd been nominated. Yeah, no. I've oh, just been. I've do, I got a text message yesterday saying oh, you're nominated. Do you want to come? Do you know what the opposition is? No, no idea. But it I'm could be me. They, I had a winner in Dubai in January. Well, I'm hoping they remember that I had a winner in Dubai in January as well. So not just my Australia exploits. Uh, Who else could be in that? I, I don't know. I was trying to think. Maybe Cocky had a, a Canadian international yeah. winner. Desert Encounter. Yeah. That's your favourite lunch. It's of a good the year. one actually. Is that yeah, a good one? A good, he likes yeah. to have a few. He likes, likes to let his hair down at that. And have Is it lunch? It's, so not it's dinner. a luncheon. Lunch. The Royal Lancaster. It's quite a long lunch. Is it? That's what I will say. It's a pace yourself lunch. It's kind okay. of rock up for about midday, but you still sat down. Those journeys love getting. It's quite yeah. a long drink, isn't it, George? Yeah, but, no, uh, <laughs> Are you on the IRB table? Oh, or? I've got no idea. They'll roll the red carpet out for you, yeah. mate. <laughs> I'm organising my, my Christmas lunch again. Can you come on the 19th of December? I organise the trainers, new market trainers, young people, uh, yeah. Christmas lunch, doing oh, the yeah. King's Head. And, um, and it, it's great, all the trainers, all the sort of... You've done it for a few years now, haven't you? Yeah, I have, yeah. I always do a speech. The young guns. It's probably, I only put it on so I can stand up and do a speech. End of the flat season, obviously, jumping to the fore this weekend, Cheltenham, etc. Do you boys keep close tabs on that? I had, a, I, I, had a, I had my first ever hurdler the other day. Did you? Yeah, at Huntingdon. What price was it? It was about 16 to 1. Okay. But he, he actually ran fine. He travelled well for a very long way and just got tired. He's very quirky. He's a horse that hasn't jumped out of the stalls the last two starts. Um, but he seemed to enjoy it. Jumped off, enjoyed it, and has come back well and polished off all his grubs, so maybe if I can get him fit, he might run a bit better. But he, uh, he blew up about three furlongs out. You've got to be so oh fit. My oh, my That's God, so, you've got to be fit. difference. Yeah. Really? You turn up, at, yeah, you do. You turn up against those jump boys, and you think us pottering up Warren Hill twice a yeah. day. I mean, they, they do, like, 
It's amazing how fit they get them. Is that yeah. a four-year-old gelding? Yeah. Problem is, I can't gallop him because he just won't go anywhere. We try Why don't you bring him down to my treadmill? Have you got one? It's quite a good idea. You could trot him over to me and use my treadmill and then Well, no, I just box him over and gallop him on it. Yeah, exactly. they can gallop on the treadmill. Yeah, of course they, they can. They just need to get used to it. It's quite a good idea, actually. You don't come up with good ideas very often, but that was quite a good one. I will um, jump racing, George. Are you a follower? Are you <laughs> no? I'm, I no, I don't really follow it so much. But obviously, we know we've talked long and hard about my background in jump racing. But I just, I always just get have I, I've, every start of every year. I get intrigued by Paul Nichols. I just his hunger to go and fight again to be champion trainer. How long did you work for him for? It's just a year. You did a whole year. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, whole year. What was he like as a governor? Yeah, he's just he's he he's busy. He wouldn't he wouldn't he wouldn't have known who I like at the time who I was from a sort of a bar of soap. I thought you rode Kato Star. No, I rode Breeze Breeze. Okay. Yeah, I I I I mean he was there. That was the year. Could they have had... sworn you told me you rode Kato Star. No, I stroked him and fed him once. <laughs> <laughs> What's our bet? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put one up for our bet. I had a twenty. I had a I had a forty to one winner the other day, which was forty to one. She was forties in the day. She was, she went off twenties, but she was forty to one outsider. Was she extraordinary? For um, your for your good, your good owners, the Nearcos family. Yeah. So she earned a reprieve. She's staying in training, which is for, for the time being, which I'm delighted about. Just what they want. Another <laughs> seventy rated filly, the Nearcos family. <laughs> No, they just they, you know they enjoy it. You yeah. know, and she's a filly, but you 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 have a filly, okay, and you have her in training for you breed her, you have her in training for two years, you give her a wind operation, and then you know you start to sort of reap reap the rewards, admittedly at a low level for what they're looking for. Mm. But you know yourself, you've trained lots of fillies. Um, I've always thought she's a nice filly, and she's a lovely, big, strong, good-looking filly. You know, you don't know where... I'm not saying she's going to go and end up being a superstar, but you don't know where they can end up, do you? Does she, she's had a wind up? Yeah. So that's her second run off a wind up. But yeah, we're very quiet over the winter. I've got three or four horses on the go. I, I'm going to put our charity bet up and, you know, and he'll be a bit of a prize horse called Strawberry Jack, who was, who was a fantastic horse um, through the spring and the summer for me. And then I ran him a couple too many times. But as a result, he re-handicapped himself. He's had 100 days off the track. He's in a 0 to 75, seven furlongs, which is his trip. And um, Where? on Tuesday at Chelmsford. And um, I've got Ben Curtis riding, and he's my eat car cabin each way. Yeah, you can. Does he run well fresh? Yeah, he'll go well fresh. He's in great form. He just basically came to the end of his. I ran him about 10 times, and he ran amazingly consistently for six or seven, and then he just went over the top. But he's come down five pounds. So. Well, that's our, we'll, we'll let you know about that. But that's yeah. our charity bet then. So Tuesday, Chelmsford. What's the race over the trip? Seven furlongs. Seven furlong handicap, Strawberry Jack. Okay. Yeah, let's go let's again. Go again for the same charity. The gentleman's charity. And same. we will be okay. so we don't supporting need that same charity until we win for it. That's right. the plan. <laughs> any okay. other runners? No, you? I've got, got a few made for life in a listed race on Saturday for Mrs. Cooper. Lingfield being switched. I thought she quite liked Lingfield. I think she not one round. Well, the only thing about Lingfield is if she's going to be keen, which she can be, then she might get away with it around Lingfield. No, she won't run around Wolverhampton. Oh, yeah, that was it. But I was praying, I was hoping they might switch the whole meeting to Newcastle, which would have been fantastic. But anyway, they didn't. And then next week, I've got a few runners. I've actually got a few chances. Chief of Chiefs at Kempton, oh which he God. likes. Not Pirate Chief of King. Chiefs again. Pirate, yeah, Chief of Chiefs again. Pirate King stepping up to two miles, ran nicely first time out over a mile and a half. Princess Matilde, who... She's the filly you put up. I put up and, and she just 
got bottom on bottomless ground on post racing post trophy day if it hadn't been a group one day they would not have raced on that ground she might go to kempton um yeah so a few few runners next week a few chances few chances good um which should be um fun i need another 30 grand to get over five hundred thousand for the year so i'm quite want to do that oh that's good if well i can yeah. is that including australia no. <laughs> no it's not 1.3 million this year including australia well done uh, that'll do us for episode 16 our next episode as we all just said is our end of season pre-Christmas special uh, recorded live at King's Head Dullingham do come and join us if you're planning or already part of the Off the Bridal Syndicate please do subscribe to our podcast and follow us too on Twitter at Bridal Podcast and we look forward to rejoining you for episode 17 thanks always to Carl from Cambridge TV for producing us thanks and goodbye goodbye